0: The Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: 800-919-3776, back to the phones we go. Mel is in Queens. What's up, Mel?
2: What's going on, Larry? How you doing today, man? You know, always enjoying your show. I
1: appreciate you. I'm doing great, my friend. What's happening?
2: All right. Hey, man, I'm going to have some bad news, man. I just got a feeling that the Knicks are going to keep it losing because I feel like they're on a road trip right now in West when these West teams need this game. And if you don't have no Brunson, I don't see no reason why the Lakers should lose this game. And I think Vanderbilt on defense might give uh, Randall some problems. So I got a feeling he's going to struggle again tonight. They have Brunson who feel a little comfortable, but with no Brunson, you got Russell and AD and his team. They're rolling right now. What do what, what you think?
1: Well, I'll say this, Mel, and thanks for the phone call. It, it It's not going to be easy for this, for this next team. Okay, you know it's not going to be easy. You just need to have some other folks give you – uh, some points off the bench that are coming in. Now quickly gave you 26 in the last game. Uh, RJ Barrett wasn't bad. He's, he's been playing better, but I do think, listen, while Josh Hart has been phenomenal uh, and has done a great job, done a really good job defensively, has done a really good job in setting the pace and, 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 and talking and doing things. I kind of need him in during this time to get some more scoring. I need some more points from him. You know, I, I just do. And I think once again, they have to be, they just have to move the basketball better. They have to do some things uh, better offensively. And they can't wait till late in the shot clock. In the shot clock, they can't. You know, this, this, this whiting the, you know, running it down and all this nonsense. Now, listen, push the ball. Push the ball before the other team's defense gets set. I mean, right now, the way, the way team, the way you're struggling in your half court, all right? you don't need to be just waiting for everybody to, to, to come down to say, okay, well, you know, let's run off. No, push it, push it. And they have to do a better job rebounding, and which is crazy because they normally do a tremendous job off the glass. But over the past couple of games, they've not done as good a job and it's cost them, especially off their defensive boards where they've allowed second chance points, which they normally excel at. They've allowed the opponent to do that, and that's what's put them in a tough situation. Nate's in the Garden State. What's up, Nate? You're next on 98.7. Hey, what's
3: up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good, Nate. What's going on? Good, good. Um, I'm PO'd to the max, pissed off to the max about this Rangers team. Uh, This was a tough, tough loss. It was. We played soft. We've been playing soft for the better part of the last month. And now, you know, we get we're getting bullied around by guys like Jason Zucker and, you know, Pedersen and all these guys. And come playoff time, we'll, if if we get past the the, the first round, we're going to have uh, Carolina or Boston or some bigger team out there, and they're going to toss us around. We're going to get we're, we're going to get killed. This team lacks the grit and desire that last year's team had, even though they fell short last year. But there's it, it, something's missing from from this year's team that that was there that that that's not something's missing from this year's team that was there last year, and you know now it's just a team full of uh, big stars and Patrick mm-hmm. Kane and Tyrese Sanko, Panarin. You know the list goes on and on. But the end of the day, you, you I think you know just as much as anyone else what gets it done for you in the playoffs is the, is the is the guys that are going to get the gritty greasy goals. Mm-hmm. Um and right now I don't see I don't see this team having that little magic that they need.
1: Well, I tell you what, Nate. It's an interesting thought. Thanks for the phone call. And you look I, and I understand. If you're Chris Drury and the Rangers when you have better scorers who are available that can make your team better, you have to go out and get them. The question becomes, how does that fit with your chemistry and how do they play off of the folks that you have around? And to be honest, and I haven't watched a lot of Rangers, so I've I've been in and out. uh, But what I've seen is, first of all, I don't think uh, they haven't played as well defensively. They were physical. I thought they were really physical in that second period today. You saw a difference. And when they got physical, the game changed. So I think – and, and they know this. The coaching staff knows this. They're talking to the guys about it. But I just think it, it's been, you know, it's, it's it's been a tough transition to to acclimate the new players with the guys that you have. A, B, the goaltending has not been the way it was. I mean, Shesterkin was incredible last season. He's been really good this season, but he hasn't played at the same level that he played at last season. And so because of that, mistakes that were made defensively last year, he picked up on and saved you. This season, he's not able to do the job as often as he did last season. So that's why you've lost some more games, and that physicality has not been there either. So you're right. They they are going to have to make some changes. I know this' not taking phone calls from a bunch of Ranger fans who want them to be bigger, who want them to be stronger, who want them to be, you know, more physical, who, like what you said, uh, who doesn't think that they have the guys who want to go in and, you know, dig in and bang and get the dirty, hardcore pucks and and, and get the puck and and scratch and claw and get that. And, And I understand that. But once again, when you have the opportunity to get players I mean, Kane's a future Hall of Famer. If he's available, you gotta get him. He makes your team better. He brings Stanley Cup experience to you. Playoff experience to you. He brings that. And so while yes, it doesn't seem as though it has translated into uh the type of play that you like. I mean, when you have a guy, you have to get you have to get that player. You have to. And so hopefully they will find a way. With the team they have. Because they're not going to make any changes. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know what to tell you. They're not making any changes, my friend. So this is going to be what you have. Either they're going to have to try to be a little tougher. And once again, in that second period, you saw how they were. They were much more physical. And, and it changed the tempo of the game. So now the question becomes, can they do this often? Can they turn it on and turn it off? in the postseason where it's a thin line, right, where you want to be physical, you have to be physical, but you can't be so physical that you draw penalties and give extra opportunities on the power play to the opposition. one 800 Vinny's in Staten Island. What's up, Vin? What's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing great, man. What's happening?
0: I want to talk a little mix. I think Fibs has got to mix it up a little. I, I would like to see him start – Rose and bring Quickly off the bench like he's accustomed to because by the time Quickly gets in, the bench player's got energy. He usually comes in and just mops up the other team's bench players. i like to see him get Rose 17 to 20 minutes a game, start him, maybe throw Fournier in there a little while Brunson's out. He might have to mix this lineup up a little. These guys are tired. Uh, Randall's yeah. tired, Quickly's tired. You can see, uh, you know, Barrett. We got hit or miss with him, you know. R.J. Mm-hmm. can be great. R.J. can stick. You know, we're just uh, hit or miss with him. And Toppin has to get away from that three-point line. He's got to go to the basket and play above the rim when he comes in. His game is above the rim, getting tapped in, you know. Mitchell mm-hmm. Robinson's playing great. But I think mm-hmm. we've got to see some Derek Rose and we got to see some Fournier.
1: Well, Vin, I hate to tell you this, my friend. Thanks for the phone call. You're going to see neither. You're, you're definitely not going to see Evan Fournier. Uh, Derek Rose, I don't think you're going to see Derek Rose either. And I just think either he's got an injury, either. He's just, they feel that he can't uh, because of, uh, some leg issues that he's had previously, that he is just such a liability defensively. Uh, he's just, he hasn't been playing. And even in mop-up situations, only one time has he played. And I just don't think that he is able to give you what you need. Um, for them to be, for him to get the playing time, otherwise they would have played him. I mean, this is not the first that Brunson's been out, you know, and they, and he hasn't played any minutes. I mean, Deuce McBride has been that guard off the bench, so if he was able to go, he would be a, clearly he would be ahead of Deuce McBride coming off that bench. So uh, that's not going to change, unfortunately. I agree with you about Obi Toppin. I would like to see him try to go to the basket a little bit more. I understand that he's been practicing the three. It's hit or miss right now. And there's moments when it's, you know, I think he needs to not come in and go for the three. I think he needs to come in, get loose, get warmed up into the game, let the game come to him a little bit by going to the basket. And like you said, and plus they've been lobbing to him a bit too much. We'll continue the conversation next on 98.7 ESPN.
0: The Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: The Nick Pregame show. Knicks and Lakers tip off just after nine o'clock. Pregame at the bottom of the hour here on 987 ESPN. one eight hundred nine 919 3776 Head back to the phones. Mike is in Jersey. Mike, you are next on 987.
3: What's up, Larry? How you doing?
1: I'm doing good, Mike. What's going on?
3: Yeah, I want to talk some Knicks. Um mm-hmm. I'm I'm a li- obviously I'm a little frustrated with the past few games, but to be honest with you, like, you know, obviously they won nine in a row. Mm-hmm. How frustrated can we be though without Brunson? Obviously, we know how important he is. He's the best player on our team the whole season, and you're looking at the impact he's making when he's not there. Look at Randall, for example. The past few games, he looks like the Randall from last year yeah. because Brunson's not on the floor. So, you look at this three-game losing streak. Do you, did you really expect him to beat Sacramento to beat the Clippers without Brunson? So, I'm a, I'm I'm frustrated. I'm I'm a little mad about the last few games, but I'm also trying to be a little optimistic because. Without Brunson, you can't expect much from them anyway.
1: Well, I'll say this, Mike. You you are you are battling what most Nick fans are battling right now. And thanks for the phone call. You are right. It's it's you know what was gonna happen, you knew it was gonna be tough. I think because we're prisoners of the moment, and this is the other side of me saying enjoy the ride, is the fact that you beat Miami and with him, but you won in Boston double overtime without him. And so the thought process is, well, look, if we can beat Boston, one of the top teams in the league, okay, without him, then we should be able to at least compete. And so I think it's not that you're losing to these teams, it's it's how you're losing to them that's really got you frustrated because you saw what Quickly was able to do in that game, again, the double overtime. When You saw what you got from Josh Hart. You saw what you got from other players. And of course, what Julius Randle was able to do. And so unfortunately, you have not been able to get that same type of contribution since that Boston game and during these losses. I think the really I think what really hurts folks, Mike, if you're a Nick fan, is that you lost that Charlotte game before you went on the road. If you if you hadn't lost that Charlotte game to a team that is struggling, okay, to one of the worst teams in the league. If he hadn't lost to that team, if you beat that team and then you go on the road, okay, listen, we won nine in a row. This was a tough road trip going in. You knew it was going to be tough. You knew it wasn't going to be easy. Everybody knew what Sacramento has been, okay? You knew what was going on. The fact that, um, you know, uh, De'Aaron Fox got back didn't help you either. You know, he had been out, but he came back in that game. And the Knicks played hard in that game. They could have won that game. It's not like they were blown out. The frustrating thing, though, is that I think for Nick fans, when you see how they perform, you see Julius Randle performing and not being able to make that adjustment and other players not being able to help him out in key moments of games by not being able to hit shots, I think that's what makes you concerned. That's A. B is the fact that you were really psyched about moving up in the Eastern Conference standings, okay? Now you're going backwards because while you've been losing, teams behind you have been winning. The Nets who have played, listen, give the Nets credit. They've played well, all right? They've played well, and they're, they have taken back that fifth spot. A lot of folks, myself included, thought they might slide into that play-in. I didn't think they would go any lower than seven, but I thought they might slide back in that play-in. Well, no, they've they pulled themselves up, and they've made some – they. Got some big wins, including the one against Denver. So you know you have that situation, and then you now have to look back and say, okay, we we we, look what we had to do to beat Miami. We were a turnover away from losing that game, but we get a, a great shot by Julius Randle who picks up a loose ball that was taken out of his hands and hits a shot with a with with a tenth of a second left. And you're able to win that game. Miami's not going away. All right? They're not. And the Knicks have a very just like a couple of the callers said, the Knicks have a very good chance of losing this game tonight. They do. Because of the fact that you don't have your floor general. So the question becomes, who's going to step up? Who's going to, take, who's going to be that person that takes that step to help out Julius Randle when Julius Randle is struggling like he struggled in the last game against the Clippers yesterday? And yes, They are tired. And now, if you think they're tired before, what what are they doing now, right? Was it three games in four days? Is that what they have now? Because they got Portland Tuesday, right? So you've got, you had Clippers yesterday, Lakers today, off day, Portland. That's three games in four days. So that's why this bench has got to really step up. Everybody is tired. Everybody's got injuries. Everybody's got nagging pains. It's the end of the season. So that's why you really need your bench to come in and and bail you out and give your starters some extra minutes tonight, especially coming after a back-to-back where defensively you had to deal with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, which is not easy. George is in the Yonkers. What's up, George?
0: Larry, 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 I want to talk about the Dolphins, man.
1: Oh, you want to talk about about Jalen Ramsey? Is that what you want to talk about, George?
3: Oh, listen, (laughs) I think we are so close. You understand a lifelong uh-huh. Dolphins fan okay. back when O.J. McDuffie, Bernie Parmalee, I'm talking about wow. almost no names, no yeah. names back there. Now we have some decent names back there. And the one thing that I'm just worried about, our quarterback. Absolutely. And I actually, here's, here's what's crazy. I actually do not want to get rid of Tua. I think okay. Tua is actually a baller. He uh-huh. is great. When he's had some awesome games, he's throwing for two, three, if not four touchdowns. The guy's insane. It's just yes. Health, I, I get it, but I hope the Dolphins don't reach and try to and try to grab a, a quarterback in any of these rounds. I, they picked up his, fi- his fifth year. I love it, but I'm just I'm. I think we're so close. I think we just need one more name on the defensive side. What do you think, man? What do you think?
1: Well, George, I'll say this, and thanks for the phone call. I was texting with your fellow Dolphin fan and my partner Gordon Damer. You'll hear us tomorrow night on 98.7 ESPN, beginning at 10, following Dan Grassa. and he is ecstatic as well. And the question is who's going to be the backup? Okay. Because I agree with you. The problem is you just can't depend on what tour is. Okay. He could have, I mean, it, the man had three concussions last season that we know of. So, and and studies show the more you have, the easier it is to get another one. So the the key, the key person is going to be who's the backup next year. Because that's going to be – there's an old saying, you're only as good as your weakest link. Like, you're only as good as the weakest player on your team. And for him, at the, at that position, the quarterback, maybe you're not trying to get another starter. I get that because you picked up so you feel –
0: The Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: The Larry Hardesty Show here on 98.7 ESPN. It never ends. This Aaron Rodgers thing has just been a nightmare. It really has. And um, recently, I believe it was yesterday – Aaron Rodgers even admitted that you know what it it needs to we need to have a decision like really soon let's listen to the hopefully for jet fans future jet quarterback you- stay tuned stay tuned how long tuned? we gotta
3: wait well I think it
1: won't be long
2: there's a
1: time limit for all this. Can
0: always. I break the news?
2: Especially if it's the Jets, because like, I feel like I'm an all-time Jet. That's, that's the fair, right? The Jets can break the news?
1: You're an all-time Jet? Yeah.
2: How many yeah, years were you like there? It's like your numbers. I doesn't mean, matter. I think you used the Bears. Not,
3: not about the I'm,
1: I'm, all-time a bear, bear I'm, I'm an all-time Bear, too. Because that's what I played against you. I'm an all-time Bear, too. I'm not saying you are. I agree, you Just are. Just like
2: you're an all-time Packer, you can be an all-time Jet. Down on the Not if you only play one year, goal. you can't be an Yes, you can.
1: Plan. Absolutely. No, you numbers get, don't lie. You down, be, check the you numbers get get when you get there. 20. Organizations have history, right? And it's about the people that made those organizations. So you're telling me I played two years for the Jets. That
0: doesn't count? No, it does. You were part of the history of the organization. Okay, great. Yeah. So Tribeca, Brooklyn? Up
1: here. Tribeca, Brooklyn. Are you going to be in Jersey? I've never been to Tribeca before.
3: I've been to Brooklyn. To you? like a Brooklyn guy, Williamsburg. uh, Yeah, I don't know what that means.
1: Love you, thank you. That was Aaron Rodgers with Brandon Marshall on the Go podcast. And Brandon Marshall asking Aaron Rodgers, are you joining the Jets? Now, if I'm a Jet fan, here's what I'm very concerned about. Two things. He did, well, one thing. He didn't say yes or no, right? He just said a decision's coming soon. But for him to say, can you be an all-time Jet playing just one year? Does that mean he's only going to play one year? Mark Murphy's on WBAY in Green Bay, and he weighs in on the Rodgers situation.
3: I mean, I can't get into all the details, but it's a situation where I think we wanted uh, to help Aaron achieve what he wanted as well as the Packers and hopefully you know, create a situation where it's kind of a win for both sides.
1: Now Murphy, of course, the GM for Green Bay, and he was asked, does the team really believe in Jordan Love?
3: Yeah, we have a lot of confidence in him. I think, uh, you know, you know, he's we drafted him and developed him. A lot of credit goes to our coaches, uh, you know, and to, Her- and to Jordan. Um, uh, no, but uh, we do think he's ready,
1: yeah. Well, we'll find out <laughs> because I just, I, I, I still, I know I sound like I'm repeating myself a lot. I still don't buy that Rogers is coming here. I really don't. He's held him off too long. I just don't, I just don't do it. Um, one thing that the Jets did do, Quincy Williams got a contract extension, and that was good for him. So the Jets had trying to do some things in free agency, okay, because they have other needs while waiting for this guy to make up his mind. And for the Giants, Harvey Sterling Shepard is back. Got a one-year deal. Giants have $14.4 million in cap space, but will rise to about $20 million when Kenny Galladay is released. He's already been released. It's just not official yet. That move will free up nearly $6 million in cap space. Uh, linebacker Jared Davis is signed to a one-year $1.19 million deal with no guaranteed money. Serves as veteran salary benefit. Only counts as a, a, a million four against the cap. Waiting to see what they're going to do with uh, Leonard Williams. I'm, I'm curious about that. I've heard outright release. I've heard restructured contract. I'm not sure what they're going to do. Uh, let me touch on this before we leave. I have a couple of uh, calls I want to take as well. Let me just say this. I thought locally this year there were a lot of great stories for college football, a college basketball for men. A lot of great stories. Uh, I'm a little disappointed that I'm only going to see Yukon and Iona, um, which is a, a Friday game. Of course, Fairleigh Dickinson's in, in the first four, so they have a shot to, to uh, get in to, to play a 116 a matchup. And they are uh, playing against Texas Southern. On Tuesday, on Tuesday night. So I'm looking, I'm hoping that, you know, Fairleigh Dickinson can get in and, um, you know, so they have a chance to play. But that UConn-Iona game is going to be fabulous. And congratulations to the coaches there, both at UConn and Iona. UConn got out to a heck of a start, right? What, one, 13, 14 in a row. Had a little bad patch and then ended up on a winning streak. And of course, Rick Petino for Iona fans, it might be his last head coaching job <laughs> for you at Iona. You know how he is. He get his feet get a little itchy. Uh I, I think he's gonna be there a little bit longer though. I don't I think he's I don't know that he wants to keep moving around. You know, he that's been his you know, that's been his uh, reputation throughout his uh, coaching career. Always moving around somewhere, especially at the collegiate level. But I think he kind of wants to settle down. I think he might want to ride this out of Iona, but I will say this. If he could get St. John's back in the tournament, woo. Richardson Manhattan. What's up, Richard?
2: Larry, did you see Otis Taylor passed away?
1: Yes, I did. The I great, saw that
2: this weekend, Great yeah. wide receiver for Kansas. You know who he was in the AFL. He was the Jerry Rice of the AFL, best wide receiver. And you know it's ironic that, uh, that Otis Taylor died the same day as Bud Grant. Wow. And yeah. Those two and those two guys indirectly have a have a, have made the influence of the NFL what it is today. Game the fourth Super Bowl. Uh, you remember Bud? Bud? Uh, Bud, uh, Bud, Bud Grant. Grant was the coach of Minnesota, right? And they had a dominant team, yes. and Kansas City beat them, and that was the game that convinced the NFL that we got to merge with the AFL. Mm-hmm. So Otis, and he scored a touchdown in that game, Otis Taylor. So yes. Otis Taylor and Bud Grant both dying on the same day. It's ironic, yeah. but it's very yes. faithful. Larry, as far as the NCAA tournament, uh, I think it's only one team from New York. Am I correct? Iona, a whole yeah, state Iona. of New York. Yeah. And one yep. from the state of New Jersey, Princeton. Right. That's unbelievable with and all And And
1: maybe, if, as I just mentioned, the fairly decadent You know, can that's an in. outside show.
2: Ch- I mean, that's yeah, um, and one in, in Connecticut and one in Rhode Island. That's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. In the whole yep. Northeast, we've got only four schools. And this used to be the hotbed of college basketball up here. Yeah, it's ridiculous. No. no Syracuse, nothing anymore. All the big schools. Wow. Uh, Temple and all those great schools, Villanova, mm-hmm. all gone. In yeah. New York, all the good schools in New York, gee, St. Bonaventure and all yeah. nothing anymore. Larry. That's terrible. It is. And as nice. far as the Knicks go, Larry, we mm-hmm. can't be too surprised, you know, because without Jalen Brunson, we're not going to be that good. So you know that. We need Jalen yes. Brunson. Larry, one last thing, ironic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe the Knicks made the best choice by taking J.R. Barrett, uh, R.J. Barrett. This uh, 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 Jean Morant looks like a knucklehead, and I, I don't know if he'll ever recover from what he's going through. And then you got Williamson, who's never on the court. So yeah. so in an odd way, maybe the Knicks made the right choice, cho- the right choice taking, R.J. Barrett. Larry, always a pleasure. Thank All you. All
1: right, Richard. Thanks for checking in. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying, the way it looks right now, but um, I don't know. Maybe he would have had, maybe John Morant would have had a little better uh, Folks helping him in the bigger city, understanding what you have to be careful with here as opposed to being in Memphis and, you know, being the king of Memphis and being able to do certain things. and whatnot. I mean, I don't know. It's speculation either way. Uh, but I, I I sure would like to have him. <laughs> I would like that. I'd like to have a chance to see what it would have been like. Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Hey, good evening. Larry. How's it going? Everything's great, my friend. What's happening?
0: Oh, man, I'm just a little concerned with how the niche have turned out. I know, um, and also, you know, patiently waiting on this Aaron Rodgers news to finally break, but we'll Mm -hmm. see. But um, as far as the niche is concerned, I'm really concerned because I've already mentioned my earlier points uh, with Randall on Anita show. I'm not going to bash him too much because i do feel like you know brunson was the ultimate master for randall mm-hmm. and now with um him being gone of course all of the ailments are back i'm hoping that you know i, I wanted to know like what, what what's the possibility of of brunson because is this something that we're going to have to shut him down for the whole season or is this something that he is going to Come back, come back from in a couple of days because I don't think um, this final stretch is it, it could could be a disaster if he's not playing.
1: Well, there's no question about that, Jose. Thanks for the phone call. And if you're a fan, I don't know how you're patiently waiting <laughs> for Aaron Rodgers. You have to be impatiently waiting and just wait for him to look. Let me know what you're doing right now. Enough is enough. Um, they're gonna rest him, I feel, uh, until they until they really. They want to make sure he's available for the postseason. You got to rest him if if has got soreness in the foot, if it's still bothering him. You lean on him and the doctors. If he's still if he's still bothered by it, you know he wants to play. The fact that he couldn't play in the second half uh, against Sacramento tells you that the foot is still an issue. So I don't I don't know. I'm sure Pat O'Keefe and a couple of men will have an update on what's going on with Jalen. Uh, but for me, I'm you know I'll struggle. I, I don't I need him. I'm need him. i not going anywhere in the postseason without him. So if I got to rest him, I'll rest him. That wraps up this edition of the Larry Hardesty Show. We thank you for joining us. Harvey, Chantel, thank you very much. Up next, yeah, Knicks and Lakers. This is a big game for the Knicks. Pedal O'Keefe will get you set, ready, update all the information for you next on 98.7 ESPN New York.
0: The Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN.